you're listening to another inspirational message from Bell Road Church. If you live in the North Phoenix area and are looking for a church community, we'd love to have you join us. It's a great place for the whole family where you can have fun and grow closer to Jesus. For more information, visit us at www.bellroadchurch.com. so much. Uh, Good morning. Uh, Am I on? Okay. Um, It's so good to be here. I'm just thankful uh, to be back to Bell Road. And uh, I miss Pastor and Amy, and I wish they were here, but I'm so glad that they called to invite me to come today. And um, thank you for all the staff, um, just for the warm welcome that I've had uh, coming here. So I just let's just pray real quick and ask God to help us in all the things that we need to do, that no matter what's going on in our lives or in our world, that um, God, that he would intervene on our behalf and uh, he would help us keep our focus on him and him alone and not our circumstances, that we would trust in him alone and uh, help us not to get uh, stuck, help us not to lose our hope or our dreams, but in spite of how things look and against all odds, that uh, he is with us and he has overcome the world, right? And that's our hope, that uh, we would continue to be a living testimony and uh, give him glory uh, as we continue to walk on. So um, my hope is that by the time we're done today, that your heart would be encouraged Uh, that your faith would be strengthened, that your focus, if it shifted, that it would come back or that it would remain just fixed on on Christ. Amen. Um, So I do work in a sensitive country. I work on a team. I'm one of nine people. And uh, we make, we work together to make Christ known where he's not known. And um, due to the sensitivities of the country, we have a BAM uh, that we operate through. So my role on the team is I'm a coach. Um, I teach self-defense, not only to ladies, but uh, also to men in context of a gym. Um, We host, our our focus is really hosting corporate and uh, community or church seminars. Um, I also teach a high-intensity workout and uh, various admin duties also. So uh, during my last term I was there, we hosted a local community um, seminar. There were about 30 ladies there, and about a handful of those ladies had been survivors of human trafficking that came in to learn how to defend themselves. And we've also hosted a corporate seminar where uh, over a span of about three to four months, we taught 80 ladies how to say no and how to protect themselves if they needed to. The first step was uh, teaching them how to say no. Um, And that sounds kind of crazy because we can say no freely. But um, the next is how to create time and distance so they can run for help. And then finally, if necessary, to learn how to fight if they need to. Um, In addition to that, I host like an exercise, a half-hour exercise every day for a couple of my neighbors. And, um, you know, you think, how in the world can that lead to sharing the gospel, you know, like how is that really making Christ known? Not only is it, um, our focus really is developing relationship, 
That's how it starts, right? Um, it's beginning to do life together. It's learning to trust each other. And eventually through that, we're able to share, you know, our faith uh, in Christ. And um, so we knew it was going to be a challenge when we hosted the um, seminars. Sorry, I took a drink of tea right before I came up. And it was at the bottom, and I didn't realize it. And I took a big sip, and all the tea powder is now, like, floating in my mouth. <laughs> but it's kind of gross. I'm good, thanks. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> as I mentioned, the first step is saying no. Um, to realize that and to reinforce that no one has the right to touch you just because you're a girl, right? And you would think that's kind of strange, but that's the reality of some of the countries um, overseas. We, we um, role-played as men with um, inappropriate motives, um, teaching them how to hit a pad, um, and most important, again, to say no. Initially, um, they wouldn't hit the pad, and if they did, they just kind of like tapped it. But then after you tell them to get mad and to get angry, um, and it was really difficult for the majority of them uh, to fight back. So we decided every time they didn't fight, oh my goodness, thank you so much. Can I do this on? I'm going to turn my back, okay. Mm. I just washed my mouth out. <laughs> it was kind of gross. Thank you. Um, so every... Every time they wouldn't fight back or scream, we'd have them do burpees. Now, they had never known what burpees were, but they found out quickly. And they found out and they realized, hey, we don't want to do burpees. So we're going to fight and we're going to scream. And then the guys holding pads for them got hit a couple times. But that was okay, too. But um, so I'm going to shift gears. I'm going to come back to the work that, we're, that we do overseas. And I also, at the end, have a couple photos I want to show you just uh, us in action. But um, today's message is called uh, Sharing Joy. Um, and it's not only am I sharing about joy today, but also how we need to share joy um, to others, particularly in this time. Um, the key passage that I have is um, Philippians 1.27. And as I was going through chapter 1, um, there's so much. I don't know if you guys have ever sat down I don't know how many times I read it, but there's so much richness in chapter 1. But when I read verse 27, that's what stood out to me considering everything that we're dealing with today. Um, some versions say, only let your behavior. Another version says, a version says, above all. And then another version says, whatever happens... Whatever happens, keep living your lives based on the reality of the gospel of Christ, which reveals him to others. And so it's really saying that it doesn't matter what occurs, right? Um, that the circumstances don't determine uh, our response. And that in the presence of Jesus is the fullness of joy, right? Right? Um, 
just to warn you, I'll probably say that about three or four more times, but just reading over um, Philippians 1 through 25 through 30, hitting the highlights in it for the sake of time, it's so rich that if you read each verse, uh, there's just so much in there that can encourage your spirit. Um, in uh, verse 25, it says, uh, Paul is talking about that um, he wants to add to our joy and to further strengthen us and mature us in our faith. And uh, verse 28, let me back up, that when we stand united in one spirit, one passion, celebrating together as conquerors in the faith of the gospel, and then... We will never be shaken or intimidated by the opposition that arises against us. That is powerful. Verse 29 and 30. For God has graciously given you the privilege not only to believe in Christ, but also to suffer for him. For you have been called by him to endure the conflict in the same way I have endured it. But you know, I'm not giving up. Amen? And we know the reality of our walk with Christ, that we'll have ups and downs, highs and lows, that we, we're tossed all around, but our circumstances can't determine whether we have joy in our lives or not. In verse 1, verse 12 through 14, it says, Rejoice in all circumstances, that whatever is happening in our world even now, we need a greater witness of the person and the power of Christ in our lives. And some of us, um, you know, we don't want to minimize it. Some of us have had traumatic circumstances occur, really hard, difficult things happen in our lives. And we know in those times that God is closer and comes closer to us. But in other times, it's just a matter of perspective. Sometimes in, in those things, we just need to change our point of view on them. And the Bible says that in the presence of God is the fullness of joy. And how many need the presence of God every day, especially today? Amen? That even if it continues to get worse, even if it continues to escalate, that we need the presence of God to walk us through it. And so when I was preparing this message, you know, you get devos in your email. I had received this devo, and it's just so perfect that I just am going to read it for a couple minutes. It says, though a flood overtakes you, I will lift you high. Though fires burn all around you, I will be your shelter. Though many voices may accuse you, I will be your peace. Haven't I saved you a thousand times before? You see only one, but I see the many times I have rescued you, sheltered you, covered you, protected you from your folly. I see the times where I protected you when you weren't even aware you were in danger. I am your father who stands watch over you at all times. My eyes rest upon you, not only observing you, but protecting you, keeping you in my care. I provide untold favors, guarding you from the temptation that is too great for you, all because I love you. There's no need to worry or anxiety or strive because my hand is upon you and my presence leads you. 
I ask you to have a deeper confidence that goes beyond the moment and endures for a lifetime. Fear not, for when I consider you, my heart is stirred to act on your behalf. You will see that I am God, that I am the God above all the nations, and I will be exalted throughout the whole earth. Amen? There's also other encouraging scriptures and a summary, um, Deuteronomy 16, 15, that God will bless the work of our hands. Psalm 15, 12, create in me a clean heart and a right or steadfast spirit. Um, Pro Proverbs 17, 22, that a joyful heart is a good medicine. And then I added this one. I don't think they have, they don't have this one online. I came across it as I was working. It's 1 Peter 5.10, and then after your slight suffering, the God of grace, Christ will set you firmly in place and build you up. Amen? You know, I don't know about you guys, but um, I've never seen um, or I can remember people being so afraid so many people are on edge. They want answers and they want securities. They want help. And some are trying to figure out what the truth is so they can hold on to the truth. And more people have been open now that I have to the truth that I have seen. And our lives will either attract them or deter them to Christ. Let them wonder what's in us in spite of the fact that there's COVID and the economy and the, the future of our country and the riots and BLM and all the challenges in our life and, and work, unemployment. And um, we can, can we take a breath? Can you breathe? It's compounding, right? But our only way is through the Spirit of God that we can take that breath and trust in him, knowing that he is still in control regardless of what happens in our lives and in our country. He is in control of it. And even if things continue to escalate, we haven't slipped down of God's hand. He hasn't, we haven't slipped down of his control. He hasn't given up on us. And we look more at our circumstances. And I tell you that the more we look at the news and not build ourselves up in the faith and the trust of Christ, the more that we don't have the truth instilled in us, the easier it is for fear to come in. It's easier for the enemy, it's work of the enemy for fear to come in that will start to pull us away from other people, pull us away from the truth of God and from God. So we need to be bold and courageous to show with boldness and resolute in the face of everything that's happening today that Jesus is still in control. You know the two words that are prevalent in Philippians, the two key words, are rejoice and joy. So when things appear out of control, when COVID is spreading and the fires are burning and the money continues to decrease and our problems continue to increase and it feels like everything is closing in on us, that we need to contend for the faith, that we courageously walk with God and the confidence of who God is and his promises to us. Amen? Amen. And I can flip this. 
John 16, 13, 33 says, and everything I've taught you so that the peace which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest. And that's where the joy and the trust is, right? That's where we take our breath. We rest in me. For this unbelieving world, you will experience troubles and sorrows, but you must be courageous for I have conquered the world. Amen? We know that God is faithful. And how do we know that? We remember. We have to remember. And that this is our encouragement when we live with the perspective of who we are in Christ and whose Christ's heart is for us and the people of this world. Philippians 12, 13 says, uh, verse 1, Now I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has served to advance the gospel as a result, it has become clear that I am in chains for Christ. So Paul is reaching people he would have never reached. We will reach people that we will never reach because of COVID, because of the economy. Paul didn't look at it like it was a, a, a thing that hindered. He looked at it as something that helped to expand um, the gospel. I think of people like Richard Wormbrand. Does anybody, everybody knows Richard? He was in prison. He was tortured and in prison for 12 to 15 years, something like that, in Romania because he was a believer. His story is phenomenal. I think of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who went against the Nazi regime and how he was in the concentration camp, losing his life one day, one day before independence. He died for Christ, but he never lost his joy in it. I think of King David, who knew he was anointed to be king, and yet he's still hiding in a cave, running from the king. I think of Corey Ten Boom. I think of you and how much you have endured and yet maintain your joy. And I think of um, the men I have met overseas who have been beaten and jailed for the cause of Christ, but yet they are ready to pick themselves up to go back out and share what God has done. So I'm going to tell you a quick story, real, and a couple stories, actually. These are true stories. One of them is, uh, I call it a David and Goliath um, story. It's about a man who's like 6'2", 220, and a woman who's about my height, 5 feet, <laughs> 150. And uh, the goal is to defend an attack, right? And uh, no matter what happens, that we need to hold on, hold on to Christ. And we just need to, a C-grip is one of the strongest grips that you can get uh, on someone's arm, Right? So I look at the sky and I think, mm, I'm not sure about that. Because that's what happens when we uh, look at our circumstances and not at Christ, right? We start to think, oh, I don't know about that. We looking at, we're looking at the problem and not at who Jesus is. So anyhow, you just go for a ride. You're holding on. And just like any attack of the enemy, just like the circumstances in our lives, we are pushed and pulled, we're turned around and we're thrown down. But yet the goal is no matter what happens, don't let go. 
The goal is no matter what happens, don't look at your hands. Because what happens the minute you look at your hands? That's when we fall. We stop holding on. We think just like Peter, who was walking on water, going to Jesus, right? He's walking on water. As soon as he looked at the storm, what happened? He began to sink. The same thing happens to us when we begin to look at what's happening. That's when we fall. That's when we lose our grip and stop holding on. That's when we become discouraged and disappointed is when we take our eyes off of Christ. And it's, sometimes it's hard to do, right? But we keep our focus on who Christ is. I want to share a story, a true story with you. Um, I mentioned that we did a, a hosted a seminar with about 80 ladies um, when I was overseas on how to defend themselves. Uh, the week of Christmas, I received a WhatsApp from my team leader. The coordinator at this corporation that we um, hosted uh, had, was looking for me. He wanted to share something with me. Um, and he relayed that um, we did several batches of 20 ladies in each batch. And one of the ladies in the first batch um, was assaulted. And all she could remember was us screaming at her to fight. All she could remember was us telling her that if you don't make noise, you're going to do burpees. And she fought for her life. And she was able to get, a, get away. She was black and blue. But she was able to get away. She decided to fight for her destiny. And she followed the technique. Not looking at the circumstances, but she followed the technique. And the same for us. We're fighting for our life, right? But God has given us a, the technique. The techniques are prayer, fasting, studying the Bible, Memorizing, meditation, trust, faith, hope, and joy. Those are the techniques that we fight with, right? That we don't fight as the world fights, but we fight as Jesus fights. He taught us the techniques. It has nothing to do with the attacker. The size of the attacker has nothing to do with the weapon. You know, the initial defense may change depending on whether it's a gun, a knife, a stick, or anything like that. But the technique remains the same. And it's the same for us. It doesn't matter what the enemy throws at us. It doesn't matter what comes at, at us in our lives. The technique remains. Keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. My instructor, when I train, uh, always says it's battle-tested. Right? How do we know something works? It's battle-tested. Look in history. Look in our Bible. That's the history. Look at Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Look at the guys who went before us. Look at our parents who went before us who were walking in, in the Lord. It's been battle-tested. So here's the thing, though, is that nobody wants an attack. Nobody wants a trial, right? None of us. We just wanted... We just want to walk it, right? We just want to walk on our faith. But how do we know that the techniques that we've been given actually work for us? We know they work for them. We can read that. But how do they know, how do we know they work for us? 
It's going through the trials that we find out. It's going through it that we find out that God is faithful to them and faithful to us also. That regardless of our circumstances, God is with us. That we can have joy and walk through the circumstances. So I don't know, um, you guys know about the sweet spot in baseball? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so uh, when, when a batter comes up to hit a baseball, and uh, do, do you guys love baseball? Yeah. So when, <laughs> when he takes that swing, so when the ball leaves the pitcher, I used to play softball. When the ball leaves the pitcher, you count one, two, three, swing. And if it hits that sweet spot, which is at the end of the bat, it just goes, and you effortlessly, effortlessly see the ball just sail through the air into the outfield. It looks, it's effortlessly, right? And that's what joy is. Joy is that sweet spot that when the enemy comes in, that's what destroys the work of the enemy is our joy. It does maximum damage to him when we can walk through our circumstances with joy. So I want to challenge you I have a challenge for you during these COVID times and everything that's happening in our world. Um, I have a couple photos at the end that'll show just to kind of, you can see what we're doing over there. Um, but does anybody remember when God first called you, when he said, follow me? Does anybody remember that moment? I don't know about you guys, but um, I came to know the Lord later in life. And when I I remember that joy I had in my heart. And I was like, Lord, it's you and me. We are going to conquer the world. We're going to move mountains, Lord, you and me. Right? Does anybody else have that? When they <laughs> we remember that joy that we had in our heart. Nothing else mattered to us. We could sit in quiet time for hours. Nothing mattered. Right? We need to remember if we've been distracted and forgotten or been busy or whatever it is, if we need to repent of something, let's repent of it and go back. Let's refocus that in spite of everything, refocus back on Jesus, the one who's in control. If we need to renew, renew our, our focus and our involvement and seek the joy that God has for us in his presence. And if we need to recommit to take that breath and say, Lord, I'm going to trust you in this. I'm trusting you in this. I need you in my life. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. I want to thank you so much for allowing me to come. God bless you. again for listening to this message of Bell Road Church. We hope you enjoyed it and that God spoke to you through it. Be sure to connect with us online via Twitter, Facebook, and at bellroadchurch.com.